Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, the word is out. They're gonna talk about the VOD and the silver screen. Tom and Joe know all there is to know From masterpieces to deep fried tacos And if the movie sucks, you might hear them say There's no telling where the guys will take you Get ready for a spoiler Won't say it twice cause we're already Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 765, Five Naps at Freddy's. I felt like Only five? One. Well, yeah. I was trying to be You kind. did better than I did. <laughs> this is the kinder, gentler Tom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, once again, I am on the road traveling. We drove to Kansas City to see Pink. Um, oh, that's fun. How was that? Yeah. It was great. She puts does, on a great show. Does she hang like from the does. ceiling and do flips and multiple all that times? Stuff? Multiple oh, times. Oh, dang! It's funny. At one point in the show, somebody offered her a beer, and she's like, "No, I have to be upside down in a minute." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Oh, weird. I thought she was sober. I guess not. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. Joke too. It I might mean, have just, I yeah, that, still. Could, I think that she is. Gag. I could be wrong about that, but I think that she is. That's yeah, a good but, line, mean, though. It is a good line. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's better than I have an addiction issue and I don't wish yeah, to share. Yeah, it. Also, uh, can you? I'd, I'd like to also, not break my sobriety. Not hand me random things to put in my body. Right? right? Yeah, <laughs> like that's how people get COVID. That, uh, yeah. Just COVID. I think yeah. everything else and cooties and and, and cooties. cooties. Nobody wants yes. cooties. Did she have? You know? Didn't I see that she brought? Didn't like Alanis Morissette like do a? She was doing a cover. Pink was doing a cover of "You Ought to Know." And then Alanis Morissette walked on stage, oh, and they did the, they did it together. I don't think you get that kind of stuff in Kansas City. That's probably true. <laughs> that's more. Yeah, that's, that's, a good, that's more of like an L.A. L.A. Yeah, like that's Kansas New York, City, maybe the Bull, Chicago. Whatever. Yeah, in Kansas <laughs> City, we're like it's the bass player from Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> yeah, not not the original one. No, but no, the no. one that took over yeah. in the late nineties. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Led Zeppelin, but it's not Led Zeppelin. It's yeah. just. You know, I remember when they opened uh, like Planet Hollywood here in St. Louis. Yeah, and the running gag is like they're not going to get like Corey Feldman. They're going to get like Corey Feldman's cousin. Yeah, to come down and be like, it's hey, the we, new Planet we, Hollywood. We got the real guys for our grand we did. opening. We got we Sylvester did. We got Stallone, them, right? Bruce, Bruce Willis. Do we get Schwarzenegger? I think I we did. I know we got Bruce Willis and Stallone, and we John got his Goodman showed up. T two. Yeah, but uh, that's John- what I realized when I was. 18 that I had bigger hands than Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> because they have like you know they got their hand molds in the wall or whatever and I, yeah. put, I put my hand up there I was like god dang he's got thanks, tiny little hands <laughs> thanks to the Terminator in HD I, I know I got something else bigger than Arnold Schwarzenegger hey now <laughs> you can see all they, the reflections in the bar yeah, off right. all the glasses <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I remember new. right after our planet Hollywood opened which is no longer open the the tea burned Correct. out and I was just like, that's so oh, St. Really? Louis. We get a plain Hollywood. Everybody else gets a planet. We get a plain, plain Hollywood. 
Just plain old Hollywood. Plain old so. Hollywood. So uh, uh, anyway, Ellen checks out too for Missouri school districts. Absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Not my. Not my kids. <laughs> So uh, anyway, I that's why we will go around the virtual table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. And before we dig in, don't forget uh, shameless plugs. You can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, iHeart, whatever they're calling Google this these days, Spotify. While you're there, <laughs> be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. It's super helpful. You can also... Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. We're hoping that you will share an episode. That's why we call the group the League of Show Shares. And people who were kind enough to share an episode yeah. last week include Chris Valls, Librarian Cynthia, Ralph Tribble, Chris Magic Man, Tammy Lynn Powers Betts, Travis Tewitt, Julian Jordan, Gus Butisi, and Joe shared another, it. Again, the, another episode that I wasn't on. <laughs> but he shared it in the last six hours so he could get included on the League of Show Shares, sneaking in. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I want to make sure that I f- didn't forget. Taking advantage of the Brad Hyen rule. Uh, Tom, I did, I did. Yeah, so uh, Gabriel Lugo, Tom Dowdy, Richard Kratzer, uh, Phil Timon, Taylor Ward, Brent Smith, Heather Sachs, David Rojas, Spoiler Piece Theater, Mike Mike and Oscar, Invasion of the Remake, In Session Film, Feel and Film, Ronnie Castle, Geek to Me Radio, Nostalgia Cast, Dissect That Film, Ion International Film Festival, which sounds very fancy. Hey. Matt Naglia, The Real Pete, The Film B, and Binge Movie. So thank you very much. We greatly appreciate it. And don't forget, we have a Patreon where for five bucks a month you get all sorts of bonus content and we like you extra. So. Yeah, and in time, well, for spooky time, if you go, if you subscribe to the Patreon, if you go back, I actually did uh, a breakdown of all of the Halloween timelines. And there is also an interview with uh, Dustin McNeil, who wrote, uh, who co-wrote uh, two books. Like one is a, it's like a massive Halloween Bible that's like a breakdown of like production and all kinds of stuff from the original. I think up until 2018. I don't think they've updated it with the two new ones. But there's also they did a second book of all of the unused but written uh, Halloween sequel ideas, and they're all there. And so Dustin McNeil and his co-writer, uh, he and I chatted for a, for a bit about, you know, things that almost got made, like Michael Myers versus Pinhead, which was a thing that almost happened off coming off the success of Freddy versus Jason. Uh, Halloween the musical. T- Halloween the musical. That's right. A Quentin Tarantino written Halloween six that uh, he wrote a treatment for. So this would have been made. before Quentin Tarantino was a name. It was post Reservoir Dogs, but pre. Pulp Fiction. Okay. So he had written True Romance. I think he'd written Natural Born Killers, uh, but Pulp Fiction hadn't hit yet. So it's like right in right in that where they, if they could have gotten them, that was the point where they could have right. gotten them. Yeah. Uh, so there's all kinds of crazy script ideas. Uh, a, a, a kaiju Michael Myers at one point <laughs> was tossed around. It's wow. crazy. But it's a, if you if you haven't subscribed, check those out because that's all on there. Awesome. So uh, I guess let's uh, let's dig in, shall we? I can't believe how much money this thing has made. I can, but oh, um, it's right in the wheelhouse for my stepdaughter. She's loved this movie or this game for. I mean, she's loved this game so long that there was no licensed stuff to purchase. Like, oh, um, when did that happen? I mean, what two thousand. 10 i guess 2000 is it really that old um when when uh 2000 okay the game was released in august of 2014 so Still. i mean i i remember um you were right there was nothing to purchase in 2010 that is also true. that's true but You're like i wrong. remember going to like a wizard world thinking oh we can find some some stuff there for her and the sure. only stuff we could find was like fan made by artists and this guy was selling it like crazy because nobody else had made anything yet and there was nothing real you could buy i mean i even remember buying her a five nights at freddy like book like the novelization and okay and it was literally something some guy just wrote and printed at home like he's probably in jail now like (laughs) for copyright infringement but when we got it it was i mean it was it was decently made but it was clearly i could just tell like this was one of those like self-publish your own Mm -hmm. book sure 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 and um and they have tons of real books now 
Yeah, like it's like there was nothing out there except the game for the longest time, and so um, uh, but so she was super excited. I, we went and took uh, her and two of her friends, and from what I can gather, if you like the game, this movie is doing all the okay. things you want. And if you don't like the, if you are not familiar <laughs> with the game, it is it is kind of, like so it's kind of proof. Um, that uh, fan service does not a film make, right? Yeah, like, that's right. fair. Like, yeah, right, right, right. And, and so this movie is, from what I can gather, nothing but fan service. Because she was, like, going through all the Easter eggs, and I was like, okay, but, like, here's the thought. What if there had been a story? Yeah. You well, know, it's a weird it's a it is weird a very story. weird story. And say there's no story is a bit harsh. There is a story, but what if there had been a good story? Well, the problem is, is you don't get the story you want. They tried. I mean, okay, this is a movie about killer animatronic robots, and they tried to do this feel good. You know, I don't feel good. It's like trauma. Feel like and, feel like shit. Yeah, but you know, know we're a like, family, and you got to stick together, and do all this stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. But they but, don't stick together because he can't keep an eye on his goddamn brother. <laughs> well, well yeah, it's not his job. That's the parents. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. true. I but, guess that's true. But here's the thing. So everything you're saying, there was a movie that did this better than this movie did itself, and it's called Willy's I was, Wonderland. I was wondering if you were to bring that up with not, Nicolas Cage. It's not beholden to a bunch of backstory and Easter eggs. Willy's Wonderland is a riff on Five Nights at Freddy's, and it is yeah. a blast. It's so. And fun. I don't think he does. He have like a line of di- any dialogue. I don't think in he has movie. any dialogue. I I really it's, don't think he does. It's just kick ass it's about a, a guy that his car breaks down in order to repair it the, the guy wants him to go and be a janitor at this at willie's wonderland which is the you know same idea as freddie fassbears and all the animatronics come to life and these kids sneak in and they're, they're killing the kids and he has to fight the robots and it's so freaking fun and again it's not like they have to pack 150 easter eggs into the movie it's just a guy kicking ass and and this movie is beholden to the Easter eggs so much that if you don't know the games like I don't, you just you can't help but to check out. There's nothing in there for you. Yeah, it. it I don't think Josh Hutchinson Hutcherson 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 Hutchinson. He's Hutcherson. great. He's great. It, but he doesn't talk for the first. I don't know. Which is thirty to f- which is fine. I, Forty minutes. I think he's a great actor, and I think this is a crappy, crappy script. And a, I don't. A, I, I so I I I did try to look stuff up because I kind of felt the same way, but at the same time, it's like, is this? This wasn't made for me, right? Like this is for this sure is not. This is not. This is for you know <clears throat> the the people who played the game or the you know I I was. On the fence, if this was like gateway horror, like if this is like the the next well, step, Joe, you'd have to have horror in the movie for it to be. Yeah, you get some pretty lackluster jump scares. Well, sort of. Do you do you know anything about the game? I know nothing about the game. The game is basically all jump scares, and oh. if, if you so, I've played a couple of like just the first level or whatever you know like ryan showed me the games a year or two ago i was like what are these games and if you play it in the dark with headphones on or you know loud speakers i mean it's a kind of scary game like stuff just jumps out at you constantly it's freaky it's a good atmosphere this movie is so and not even me trying you know i'm not trying to be like oh this isn't scary i'm a tough guy thing it's like are there (laughs) is there anything scary in this movie what's the well what's the what's the premise of the game that you're in this <laughs> abandoned oh. showbiz pizza and you got to get out. But it's scary. And the, only okay. jump scare, <laughs> the only jump scares I can think of in the movie is when they keep cutting to that one puppet that shows up in the locker. Which apparently is an Easter egg for f- uh, the second game. Okay. But like but like in yeah, the, in the same game, thing. I, but yeah. in the game it's not a bobblehead. In the game it's like an actual scary looking like maybe a large puppet or something cuz I saw the picture of it. And in this movie they try to make you act like a tiny bobblehead is is scary. Like <laughs> it's they made the least scary looking thing <laughs> try to be a jump scare like this this movie is so bad when it comes to trying to be scary or tension building or horror and i don't understand why they didn't give more scares i i honestly think is that they knew what their target audience was going to be and maybe they just didn't want to make it 
as scary as they could have i don't know it's just weird because the games are scary like i would think the target audience would want the scares <laughs> yeah i was surprised because um sydney my stepdaughter she loves horror movies like real horror <laughs> movies like i yeah. mean she's always coming like to me like can we can we buy this on voodoo can we buy that can, on we, voodoo? can you buy me audition please yeah i mean she's been like hey can you can we get i spit on your grave and i was like oh my god i was like hey i'll get it for you but like it's gonna be a bit much. This isn't Friday the Thirteenth, right? Like you, you know. No, and, right. and, and she's like, okay. And I'm like, I'm that's just, the one movie. It's the second movie I had to turn off. Like, yeah, I'm I just can, like, I so come back to this. This yeah, is too much. I was just like, FY, especially because she's like, you know, very much a feminist, and I'm just like, this one might uh, rub you the wrong way. I'm well, just letting you I know. Mean, she, I mean, she does win in are, the end. I there guess are two, two ways to through two prisms through which to view it yes correct and so um but i was just giving her head so like she likes like real horror right and and so i thought i know she grew up with this game and loved it and but i just thought is she gonna i thought she might have been upset because i'm just watching this thing as much as i can stay awake for and uh thinking like there is nothing scary. I mean, I remember listening to her play the game and like screaming when something jumped out at her and stuff. And so I'm right. like, it, and like the crowd I saw it with, yeah. nobody made a noise the whole time. Like, no not one. Because except, I'm serious. Like, yeah, this this is not me being like, oh, why is this kids movie not a super horror filled? Like, I'm not knocking it for it being PG-13. You can still make scary or sure, yeah. decent yeah. jumps in a PG-13. But literally, I'm watching this thing, and it is like, it's the equivalent of watching something like Paranormal Activity in the middle of the day out on your back porch when oh. the sun is shining in. Like, yeah. you can't... It does not it, have the It's same not going to be scary if without the atmosphere. And this movie does such a bad job of setting a scary atmosphere that you never feel like anyone's really in danger. The stakes I, are high. I, you just... I do think I do think that the setup of Freddy's, like the actual building, I think is creepy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. But like, I've always found the idea of like a, a an arcade or any of that stuff like at night when everything's off. Yeah. Like there is some level of, cause you can't see, you know, the, the, the arcade that was here in St. Louis when I was a kid was called Exilorama. Mm-hmm. And you walk in the front of that place and you really can't see anything. Like, you know, you've got like machines everywhere and there's all kinds of like nooks and crannies and everything is, you know, there could be anything around the corner cause everything. So they just jam as much as they can into those places so i do think the setup of that is creepy um but they don't do anything with it they do one thing where the the maggie that's right is that the sister sure no idea sure the sister uh (laughs) is like hiding behind a machine waiting for one of the animatronics to come around the corner abby okay waiting for one of the animatronics to come around the corner and i was like okay like i can you know all you can really see is like the silhouette of the animatronic and the glowing of the eyes and i was like that's kind of creepy there's a movie called chopping mall that this reminds me of where it's a bunch of people stuck in a mall and they're like trying to fight off like the security machine but let me guess it's really campy b movie fun it's super camp yes and that's the problem you can't this movie is like trying to be so serious (laughs) when they're not in the freddy's it's yeah it's an art house movie. It's this weird, very, very much like yes. my childhood trauma, and I'm just like, where are his parents in all of this? Like the parents but also, lost what's the, the kid, the and, age gap, between right? Like, him and his sister. Like when did this? When was this child yeah, born? Thirty right. something, like right? He's, and she's what? <laughs> we'll say she's eight. 12, maybe 12. He was at, born in 1992, so he's 32, 33, or whatever. Like. Yeah, I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, okay, let's say he's 25, right? Yeah. But she's supposed to be six. It's still a 20-year difference. And this kid yeah. got lost. The brother and got the lost. when he left or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I'm well, just like. The mom, the mom died, and then the, he's like, the, and then dad couldn't take it, so then dad left. So yeah. it's like when when was this child born? Okay. Right. I got to get into too. Okay. The plot line with the evil aunt is about one of the most ridiculous things I've ever yeah. seen. So, okay. So 
this guy, Mike, played by Josh Hutcherson, who, again, I really like him. I think he's a really good actor, and, and this is a crappy movie. But So Mike is taking care of his sister. Like you said, the, the mom died, the dad left. Taking care of his sister, right? And apparently he gets some kind of government assistance for taking care of the sister. The aunt, who seems very well off, hires an evil lawyer, is yeah. very well-to-do. An evil but, evil lawyer because Doug is my favorite yeah. character of this movie. Well, the lawyer is the hilarious. It's a low bar, but he's, he's <laughs> yeah. good. He's uh, very so funny. the aunt who seems very well off would like to adopt the niece to get a check. Yet Mike doesn't have any money, and they're going to kick him out because he can't pay his rent. How yep. much money is the government giving him that he can't even pay the rent? Yeah, because the if there's aunt- one thing I. If I, there's one thing I know about the federal government is that when it comes to child care, they just give people too much money, yeah. right? But, like it's just too much. It's it just too much. It's bags too much. of cart, like yeah. a cartoon, like they a just, Looney they, Tunes they, cart, bags full of money. They just drop they, them off they on your back front porch. A, they back a Brinks truck up to everybody's but house. It doesn't and just make any sense. It. The aunt that has plenty of money wants yeah. some amount of money that is not enough to pay the rent. On the yeah. place you live, <laughs> what 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 is her motivation? It's horrible. Yeah. She clearly she doesn't love the kid. She yep. at one point entertains the idea of killing Mike in order to get the sister back. She clearly doesn't care about these people, and she wants six hundred dollars a month. Like it, it's such a stupid. And that's what I'm talking about when I say the writing of this movie. You know, if you're going to have fun with a script and if you're going to want to be zany about it, fine, make her an evil villain whose motivations are terrible. But it can't be in a movie that's about dealing with your trauma and trying to be so serious. Like it's a simple, it's a simple <laughs> fix where you just say, "Where Mary Stuart Masterson, who plays the aunt, is like, look, you're not fit to raise this child. Right? And she needs more structure. Make her care about the kid. Yeah, it's make, a simple yeah, like, thing. <laughs> it would be very, it's a very easy thing to fix. I also feel like the aunt gets the Brendan Fraser Award." for what movie are you in because <laughs> she is not in the same movie as the rest of these people. She's trying to elevate this movie and, again, the material. I, I th- like. <laughs> I think she gets what the movie's supposed to be. You know sure, what I mean? Like, sure. like this is supposed to be – silly's harsh, but like – yeah. It's it's a it's supposed to be oh we're making a movie about a, a showbiz pizza that goes bat crazy okay I like I I get it and but nobody else is making that movie right None. I th- I think they all had different ideas of what they were doing so Matthew Lillard apparently showed up to film about two days on this movie hey man I gotta I gotta tell you I think Matthew Lillard I've obviously I'm a, I'm a big fan I think that dude's a super underrated actor. I, I, I like, like him, but I think he's horrible in this movie. I, but I mean, like, I, he's barely in it, so it's like I know. Well, I don't know that you can blame up, him. I'm like, I'm, yeah, I know, but I'm like, what are you doing? Which leads me to the point where I don't think this director could give any of these people notes or something. Like, I I don't know the director a- Emma Tammy, but she doesn't have a, a huge list of of credits. But is I, the writer of this movie the writer of the game? One of them. One yeah, of them. One of the writers three, is yeah. Okay. yeah. There's three writers, and I think the thing is, like, the game is a very simple premise. You're in a dark, scary security office, and stuff jumps out at you. So, like, yeah, you can write – I mean, you know, you can come up with some scary stuff. But sure, sure. Uh, trying to write this touching, heartfelt family drama, drama, you know, exercise. All that good it just, stuff. Uh, I don't think it worked, and, and it leads me right back again. I'm just going to keep preaching on Willie's Wonderland. You don't get all that baggage. You don't get. You don't have to have a lot of dialogue. That's for sure. You got so you no don't have, dialogue. Uh, I don't think. But you know, you get this cool character who's kind of like a man with no name. Is is he's you know he's pulling that inspiration and he's just kicking ass. And there's scares and there's gore and there's blood. You know, there's there's fun stuff going on. And this movie, which comes in at almost two hours long, which I thought that's is, crazy, is crazy. I was is, stunned. I had, when I looked and I saw that the runtime was an hour fifty two, I was like, "For yeah. what?" For kids? yeah, I, I watched this in two breaks. Like I had to, I I didn't finish it. I watched it on Peacock, which I think is another interesting tactic. I don't I don't know. You know, they did this with Halloween kills. Yeah, they do it with bad movies that they know that. Uh, but but they make like crazy yeah. money. Oh, like the those you can say whatever you want about those those last two Halloween movies. I don't disagree. I love them all the same. I understand that they're bad. You don't love them but, all the same. Stop that. 
I love the franchise. Yeah, but you so don't like love I'll them watch any same. of them. You gotta, no, I mean, no, no, no. I don't way. love them all, but but I say that I I enjoy watching those two. But I like those you know. Halloween but, movies were diminishing returns. So that first one was so good, and I feel like they just they didn't tap into the potential. They could have made so much money. That's yeah. true, you know. But this one did the same thing. Like this one was day and date on yeah. Peacock and in yeah. theaters, and it still made. It well, made. Thank we you. have like a final it, total. It made forty million dollars on opening day. That's, that's not nuts. a weekend total. That's a day total. That was its so projected it, weekend. Yeah, in it, one day. Like I saw a headline that said it made forty million dollars opening day. So yeah, I should, I'm sure so, it includes so Thursday crazy. night previews. And yeah. I well, and I sent you guys screenshots when I was trying to yeah. go to like the four forty five show, and I couldn't find three seats together. Yeah, and and, and ended up having to go to the seven thirty. That's nuts. So you saw this in the theater. I saw it in the theater so I could review it on the radio because otherwise I would have watched it on Peacock. Yeah, um, what but, was the, what was that like? How how the, was that crowd? The it mean it was packed, but they were not loud. But exiting people seemed to be talking about it positively, especially okay. the kids, anyone under twenty. But um, yeah, uh, but like the theater like wasn't. I've seen other people saying that their theaters like the crowd was really into it and cheering, and I'm like. I'm, I, my theater had none of that. It was dead silence the whole time. Huh. But Where, um, you know, if you go see a movie like Willy's Wonderland, I guarantee people are cheering and yelling at the screen because the, there's kills. Like you, this movie. Yeah, it's a violent movie. It, but the movie doesn't know what it wants to be, right? Do you want to be a zany, crazy movie that you know good kills and scares, or do you want to be this heartfelt? family drama and like i don't i get that they've accomplished fan service so yes people that play the game may enjoy it but you know they can't break out outside of that like once this opening weekend goes crazy i'm guessing these people like the fans watch it on peacock at home after that right like they're not going to the theater every week to see this i mean my guess is the the advantage of day and date here is that one um it doesn't seem like it hurt the box office at no, all no not at all um, and two now the kids might go home and be like hey mom sign up for peacock, peacock so i can watch yeah. it again you know that's true so i mean i know like if i if when i was a kid if i had gone to the theater and seen back to the future and then they're showing sure. back to the future on on hbo that the next day i'd be like we need to get HBO right now. Right. This is no back to the future. No, oh, please. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say, I almost, my heart stopped for a second. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so it's an interesting, do you think that other studios, you know, let's say killers of a flower, what's a killer killers of a flower moon. Well, right? it is coming out in Apple eventually. That's I fair. Think, I, like think like like a thir- I think it's like, I think it's like, I think killers of the flower moon is 30 days. It, like, do you think if out. they had done it like day and date, like, is that going to affect its box office? Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I do. I, I think that there's, I like, right now it seems like you can get away with this on horror. And I think it's yeah. because horror works, horror just doesn't work as good on watching it on your TV. It just That's doesn't. True. That's like, very it's, true. There's something about, like, being in that dark room, being, it's the only thing that you can focus on, having... You know, if there's a crowd being surrounded by people that are also having that moment, it's like it just it just doesn't play the same way. Like, I think Killers of the Flower Moon, if they did day and date, I think they would have gutted the box office is for no other reason than people are like three and a half hours. I want to be able to pause that thing. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. So, did you see yeah, that's that, a good point. that? Did you see that uh, um, some theaters are getting in trouble because they were mm-hmm. inserting an intermission? Yeah, and the killers of the flower. And the killers. Oh like, wow! Not all heroes wear capes, right? Like that's yeah. <laughs> like I like I don't give a shit what you think, Scorsese. You, you, once you tip over three fifteen, you need to put a pee break. You're you're an eighty year old man. I shouldn't have to tell yeah. you that. Especially you know with who his demographic probably is at this point. Yeah, like it's probably an older crowd. You yeah. know, Tom. Uh, Tom wishes he flew to North Carolina or wherever he was doing that. To I come. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have thought about it. Worth it. it. <laughs> um, yeah. So this it, this movie is very it's a it's a very weird movie. Uh, it opens with we, we've basically Josh Hutcherson um, is at a bar. His younger self is at a barbecue, and his mom and dad kind of tell him to keep an eye on his brother, and he does a really bad job of it, and his brother ends up getting taken like we see the brother in the back seat of a car 
uh, as this car is driving away, and that has affected Josh Hutcherson throughout his entire life. Like he um, is messed up. He's taking. You're not really sure what's going on. He's got like a poster of uh, Nebraska on his ceiling. He's taking uh, sleeping meds to go to sleep, but he's also got this girl who initially I thought was his daughter. Uh, Same. Don't know why they went with the sister part. Like that's a very weird. Maybe it's because he was so not nice to this girl. Like I feel like if it was his daughter, that like it it feels more it feels, cruel. Yes, yeah. yes. So I feel like maybe if they since they made it his sister, he was forced into fatherhood, right? Like correct. he didn't make a choice to be a father, or even make him a mistake and shoot one past the goalie, and you need to man up. And <laughs> yeah, do the, right, right. Do the thing, but like. It's like he was basically bequeathed a child and, like, what's he supposed to do? Correct. Uh, which I do think, I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Because you do kind of want to root for him, but you also don't root for him at all. Yeah, I don't like know. He's, he's, I, I he's, think he's kind of unlikable. I think he's very sympathetic. Like, the this whole part about his background and the guilt he feels, I think is interesting. I think in a different movie, or maybe in a movie that was actually interesting or exciting or had good kills, all that could have been good. Um, you would be traumatized if you, if you felt like you were uh, responsible for your brother getting kidnapped and possibly sure. killed, and your parents blamed you, and then they break up over it. You'd be messed up, and I think him losing. But his they didn't. Job. Okay, but the, okay. It, in all fairness, they didn't break up. Like the mom and dad stayed together, and had another baby, and then the mom dies, and the dad's like deuces, and then leaves. Yeah, but I, I'm just saying that I'm sure there I mean, was some kind of a rift there where he, you know, if the dad would have stuck around if they had a good relationship. My guess is the dad blamed him for losing the brother, sure, sure, and he sure. left because he that. couldn't look at him. Like I'm just thinking that there's probably a reason why Hutcherson's character blames himself, and he'd be messed up. And if you were a security guard and you were at a mall and you thought a guy was kidnapping a kid, you'd freak out because of your trauma. Like there's a really interesting character development going on here, and. Give you Five Nights at Freddy by A twenty four and see what happens. Yeah, well, I mean, this is I mean, it's almost like what they. It's yeah, okay. It's it's almost like what they were trying to do. Like it was so. It's exactly what they were trying to do. It was so weird. Like whenever, like I said, whenever it left Freddy's, I'm like, it gets into this weird art house movie zone, and I'm like, that's nobody wants that. Was so I didn't have it. Like I wanted to sneak in on Peacock just to look at it. My showing. Like, those scenes at Freddy's were so dark, it was impossible oh. to tell what was going on. Was that the theater trying to save money on a light bulb, or was it actually they shot were tr- that well? I think I, I think it was... I mean, I, I did not have any problems with it. I think the movie wasn't shot very well, but I, you know, my TV brightness was up decently. I didn't have problems seeing it. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. But also, your theater may have been a light bulb short. It could have been, for sure. (laughs) But but yeah, the the look of the movie wasn't that great. I mean, from a technical perspective, I don't think there's anything that interesting. The, like, like, uh, Joe was saying, I think that the scenic design was fine. I think the Freddy's, Freddy Fazbear's looked good. It was creepy looking. It looked like a puppetry. The puppetry was great. The puppetry looks like. I I never cared for the designs of Freddy's. I thought that the. The the art always to me looked substandard, but sure. I will also say that the puppetry I felt recreated the look of Freddy. So if you like the look of that game, like they did, they did not stray from the character design. I thought they did a good job. That was actually one of the things I was most impressed about. Is I was like, oh, like they actually got people to make these costumes and to mm. put people inside of them, literally and figuratively. Um, I will say, I the one thing that I thought was going to happen is that his brother was going to be in one of those suits. Yeah, like, that's I, where I thought we were that, that's well, where I thought we were going. In a better script it would have tied in, but I mean there w- there was a slight tie in, but it was just like, oh and by the way I killed him, but okay, cool. Like yeah, it, see like, you bye. like there was no like and I turned him into a puppet, like there it was they <laughs> like like they really thought they were doing something at the end again where you know first of all With the you, reveal of like who's in the suits yeah or? first of all you don't really hire matthew lillard just to play a random right, career right, right. counselor so if he's never going to show up again in the entire movie that would really make no sense and then you start getting the daughter and my father and you never see who the father is and it's just like right. i don't know i again maybe it was surprising for some people but i i think they well okay so initially i thought so yeah the, re- the reveal is that there's this police officer that keeps showing up night after night uh, two Freddies talking, you know, kind of has this 
pseudo romantic relationship with Josh Hutcherson. Do you know who this gal is? I didn't. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out why I knew who this gal was. Um, no idea. Tell us. She was in. She was the main character from Countdown. What's that? That was the one with the the app on the phone that would like kill you. Oh, I haven't seen it. We did an episode on it. You were on the episode. Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> Pretty sure. Either way, but she was the main character of that. And I was like, oh, okay, good for her. Getting getting a little that movie's real that movie's a lot of fun. Well, she was, like, again, I she was on like in Once Upon a Time. That's where I saw her from. Isn't she isn't she the main character in what's that serial killer show that got picked up by it was on Lifetime, got picked up by Netflix? Oh yeah. You. Yeah. Yeah, she's in you. That's where she's back. And that is like I kept looking at her too, like, where do I know her from? That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. And obviously, you know, the reveal is that her dad is the uh, was the owner of Freddy's and he's this uh, prolific child murderer i guess uh and you know she tries she can't stop her you know she's too scared she can't stop her dad but, but why does the sister back. see ghosts i don't know like wh- what are they exactly well, does she trying- see go does she see ghosts or does she see uh just the animatronics and who they are like she's on the inside no she's talking to ghosts the entire it's her friends or all the ghosts of the kids that turned that got trapped and turned into animatronics like those are those kids that oh. like they have the shining i guess i don't like Shh, you want to get sued <laughs> the shining sorry yeah but uh i i like i don't understand again what they were trying to do like they were trying to really go for something where they just didn't have to they could have just you know made what I, a honestly, fun you know, movie you know what I think? I think this was a different script. Yeah, and they added the Five Nights and Freddy's to it. I think there. I th- something tells me that this was a this this the, the child lamed it. The trauma and the sister and the mom and this aunt trying to get the sister. That's possible. I, it feels like it feels like that is a completely different movie. And, yeah, and then they were like, "Hey, we've got this script. We've been trying to get off the ground. What if we just add the." Freddy stuff. I could see that one of the writers already was kicking around this script and they were like, we're going to take yeah. this and we're going to copy paste the arcade and the, the Freddy's it, because it really feels so disjointed and trying to connect it all just seems ridiculous and in a bad way. Like, like you know what I would have done if I if Willy's Wonderland came out and it kicked so much ass, I would have said, guess who we're getting to direct Five Nights at Freddy's? Like you had the director. <laughs> you know, you know, if, Jason Blum, when Willy's Wonderland came out, was like, son of a bitch. I mean, I I guess it didn't like, matter but like all he had to do was go get them like that they they made their what do you call it like you're real they made their res- yeah, their right, application right, right. to direct this movie like i don't understand why you would not go that's who we get because it was it was so much better my, my guess is they were mad because it ripped them off you know what i mean right. that they I mean, were you could, you could go one yeah. of two ways you could be mad or you could go Damn, they did it! Like they let's get them, you know. <laughs> I I wonder yeah, if the existence of that movie is part of why we got what we did, right? Like they were like, well, they already kind of did sure. all the low hanging fruit. We have to come at it from mm-hmm. a different direction. Yeah, that could be. You're possible. They got they beat them to the punch at their own game. So it's like, yeah, they they could have really tried to outfit it with with way more than they needed to, but to separate them. Yeah. So, like Kevin said that. Josh Hutcherson is a security guard at a local mall, which I also think is hilarious because malls are dying. Uh, and he sees a guy who he sees him. He's, he's a kid who's kind of like looking around and he's lost. And he sees a guy kind of walk up and grab him by the arm, grab this kid by the arm and pull him away. Uh, is the gal behind the counter at the ice cream shop the same gal that's the babysitter? I couldn't tell. She, You know, now that you I, say that, I think maybe I she don't, was. I, I, don't I don't know. Okay. No, uh, I don't I think, think that's so. How he knows no, it. no, no, I don't think so because the the ice cream shop girl was like thinner and like and shorter, chirpier. You know, oh, that's what I thought so too. It's just another character that never pays off or goes anywhere. Got it. Okay, none correct. whatsoever. Okay, so but it's so, also so it, to it say is weird where that... he found that friend who babysits was a connection because he knew her from the mall would make sense. So the script didn't yes. do it. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. it is weird that like he it, in, throughout this entire movie, Josh Hutcherson does have these three women who are kind of like pining after him and he's a f- loser like he can't you know he also let me ask this kevin when you go to bed do you sleep with a shirt on yeah yes oh. yeah really yeah. uh-huh oh 
Oh, then I'm the weirdo. <laughs> that would yeah. bug the crap out of me. <laughs> oh, I think a shirt would bug the crap out of me. <laughs> but what does I that hate have to do with it? I mean, what, what was well, because it's, it's it's one of these things that like anytime I see a movie and I see a guy sleeping in bed and he wakes up, he's got a shirt on. I was like, how do you do that? Oh. Like, what psychopath wears a shirt to bed? Well, Joe, apparently right I'm here. the psychopath. I think yes. you're the monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at me. I wear a shirt. Anything. Look at me. I wear a shirt to swim. but 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 okay but see here's the thing again like i'm not going to give his character any crap i'm not going to call him a loser because he can't pick up girls or whatever like the way it's not that i know i know but but he is right to be messed up and that's the most interesting thing about this movie if it would actually pay off in any meaningful way is he is messed up and he carries this guilt like i like i like art house movies and i like exploring characters like that but in a different movie and so it's a shame that he couldn't get a chance because i feel like he is really acting his his performance in this movie like you said all these characters, he thinks he's in an a24 but movie. these different characters think they're all in different movies so like yeah some of them like the ants being wacky and he's sitting there giving this performance where i'm like wow he's going for it and it just it feels I'm so telling you that lawyer and his facial well, expressions. Well, he's in a totally he's different in a, movie. He's it's in a, my, when he, a goofy, like, uh, he's in a, what like an Abbott and Costello movie or something. Yeah, he's, you know? he's like, like a, an earnest, he's like an earnest movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, now, hey, that would be something. I, you know I'm right. You know <laughs> I'm right. Uh, but, man, that scene at the diner when the aunt's talking to the three, like, hooligans. Yeah. And uh, I believe the look on his face. I believe they're ne'er do wells. Oh, correct. Sorry. Ne'er do wells. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. And the waiter uh, is the YouTuber Matt Pat. <laughs> So apparently, so is the the taxi driver. That's Corey Kenshin. He's a big. Uh, he plays horror games. He's a big. See, I know these people through uh, through Ryan because he watches all these YouTubers. He loves Corey Kenshin. He's big with the horror video games. But they're but both of those guys are like were like big proponents of the game early yeah, on. Right? right, right. They stream the game and and talk about it and everything. And apparently, are there all kinds of like theories about the game? Like is sure. that what I Yeah, I, I mean, don't but there's a, it's a, it's a huge lore and that's the other thing is this movie is so uh bogged down by lore and those easter eggs because it all has to do with the lore that they fit it in there and again for the fan service like the fans enjoy it and that's great but you're never going to get outside that that bubble where look at Barbie like people are going to see that movie that don't care about Barbie lore and maybe right. didn't play with Barbies I'm sure a lot of them didn't play with Barbies but and made I a did not dollars. play with I did not play with Barbies you see I also did not play and with so Barbies, it yeah. made a billion dollars why people that people that played with Barbies right they saw oh my gosh there's Malibu Barbie there's Dr. Barbie they they picked up Pregnant on it Barbie but you but also I will, but I will but I think you also gotta say though that like a movie that makes a billion dollars is lightning in a bottle. You can't really plan. Especially in 2023. You can't, yeah, you can't really plan for that. You can plan for what they did, which is make an $8 million movie and super serve the diehards and then count your money. Like they're I No, mean, totally, but you're yeah, never... You, you can't I'm argue saying, with the success of it, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just saying that you're never going to... It is lightning in a bottle, but you can't even hope to capture anything by chance if you don't make a movie that will appeal to more than just people looking for lore. You're not wrong, but it's also a very risky road to go down, is my is my point, because yeah. there's a version of events where Barbie comes out and everybody looks at it and says, what the holy hell were you thinking? And it right, makes right, right, $15 right. million. Dollars. Like, that, like, Barbie was great, but, like, it's... Barbie is, like, is, like, uh... Uh, uh, Johnny Depp's performance in Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. Until America embraces it, you got to be sitting in a in a in a room watching that, going, "Holy, did we just flush our careers down the toilet? What have we done?" Yeah. I mean, it was a big swing, and if if she had whiffed, she being Greta Gerwig, if she had whiffed, like everyone, it would be that movie would be a punchline. So it's one of those things where when you take a big swing like that, there's also absolutely no middle ground. Yeah. Right. 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 And then that's when I don't think took a big enough swing. No, this movie is all middle ground. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It's all middle ground. And I just, it's, I do agree that you, I think when you're making a property like this into a movie, you do need to put in some, Easter eggs for the people, of course, who have you know it's almost like a superhero movie. Like it's exactly it, like a superhero movie, and like I like my complaint, and I think most pe- most uh, critics or adults complaints, people who don't come to the franchise with knowledge of it, 
isn't that they put in Easter eggs. It's that it is a basket of Easter. It's an Easter yeah. basket, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. nothing but Easter eggs, and everything that isn't an Easter egg. The bad. only thing interesting <laughs> about the movie is Easter eggs, and so if you don't, if you're not there for that, you're sitting there wondering, like, what the hell is this really about? Like, yeah, I think you know, like, I'll take Spider-Man for example, since the Spider-Man Two has come out and it has been this massive uh, video game. It's huge. Um, in a Spider-Man movie. If Peter Parker is at the Daily Bugle and he walks by a desk and on the desk, you know, you see a nameplate for Eddie Brock, right? Like, that's an Easter egg that maybe people, well, Venom at this point is pretty, yeah, that was but a bad example. 10 Venom, years ago, 20 years ago, yeah. That's an Easter egg for the fans and it means nothing to anybody else, but it's just like a thing that you see, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's not focused on. Yeah. Where I feel like with the YouTubers, which I don't know if that's an Easter egg as much as it's just like giving a little bit of respect to the people that were part of this thing before. I think it's for, a oh, thing. that's a pro, that's a promotional thing. We've talked about this yeah. before. Oh, that's sure. exactly sure. what it is. And now yeah. all the YouTubers with 50 million followers go, I'm in the new Five Nights at Freddy's Well, that's, movie. you know, yeah. in yeah. Uh, Scream, was it Scream 5 where they, with Jack, what's his name? Jack Quaid? Yeah. Right? Five. The, yeah. Five cream, yeah. Um, the uh, the people who are on that he's you know he's watch in, in that one scene he's watching uh, two people like tear apart the new scream or the new stab movie. Yeah. Those two people, it's uh, dead meat. Yeah, is a YouTube channel, and both of those like uh, James and and Chelsea, like they have a podcast, they have their own YouTube channel, and they got put into the movie as dead meat. I yeah. think it's smart. So like it's it's the same, it, but well, I think they're friends with that's Radio not Sign, new. I th- I think. Is it the faculty that Harry Knowles oh. from Ain't It Cool News pops up in? I mean, Man, they've been doing a this. Name I haven't heard in forever. Yeah, they've been doing this f- for a long, long time. Yeah, I forgot about Harry Knowles. What a piece of shit that guy is. <laughs> so yeah, that, so remember it, when Ain't it, remember when Ain't It Cool News was like the place to sure. go? That was they had the world by the balls they for about eighteen months. Did. Yeah, that's. I think a bunch of those guys. I think. Uh, a few of those guys also now do podcasts. The the King Cast. I think one of those guys was a ain't a cool news guy. They, gotcha. they, I mean, they all do. St- like Quint is was the other one that yeah. still does. Oh man, I I read a lot of stuff from Quint yeah. all so, the time. So yeah, so he loses his job at the mall, and he ends up having to take this job at the behest of not. Freddy's not owner, cre- not, not creepy Matthew guy, Willard, and uh, who's just doing something that I again I think the writing is so bad. But like I'm like I love Matthew Lillard. What are you doing here? I think it's so bad. Can and- I tell you that I think if they cast Perry White in the new Superman movie, Matthew Lillard would make a really fun Perry White. He's he's old enough that I think the age gap between him and David Cornsweet would work. Mm. But he also kind of he just has like a an earnestness to him even in this even as i'm watching this, i was like oh yeah matthew Lillard, like how you doing good for you you should be scooby you should be shaggy all the time it's not <laughs> fair that they gave that to somebody else it is but not I, it like, is there's a something crime that he's not is. yeah <laughs> still shaggy yeah. yes but, but i think he'd be he would make a really fun perry white but so the whole thing is that so he has to take this job because he's about to get evicted. The aunt wants the two hundred dollars a month in the <laughs> government assistance or whatever. So pre-tax. So pre-tax. She, so she's trying to hire people to mess up his job. Eventually, the babysitter is like, "Yeah, there's no. I don't have any dirt to give you because she's working with the aunt and her lawyer and everything." And she's like, "But he says he has to keep this job or else he won't be able to, uh, you know, look good enough for the courts." And so her brother or something whoever the other ne'er-do-well These other, is they're, they're two guys he's like we'll go trash the place and then he will get fired from his job but also they trash it during the day when he's not there right like well good trash it at night well the the argument there is that he left the door he didn't unlocked. lock it oh yeah okay okay but i agree i was like why would you go trash it's not his, it's not his yeah. responsibility to trash yeah, I, it. I, I clocked out bitch day. that ain't my problem yeah <laughs> that's not me 
So put that on me. So so he's just he basically is taking these sleeping pills. He's falling asleep. He can't. The reason why he can't keep this job now basically is that he is trying to track down like again with his like shining powers that he has uh he calls it like the dream recollection or something to well where, I yeah didn't we keep take, seeing the book i don't i didn't take the sleeping pills as he couldn't fall asleep it's like he was trying to make himself fall into a super deep sleep because yeah. he's trying to have a right. lucid dream so he can explore what happened the For day sure. his brother I, was abducted i if I said he couldn't, then I misspoke. I didn't mean to say that. I just he keeps falling. No, I said he couldn't do his job because he keeps oh, falling asleep. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's taking these sleeping pills, and he right. wants to explore based on this book they show you that you've seen everything and you have everything deep down in your memories. And if you tap into it in the dream world, you can get the details. So he's trying to find the brother's killer, and he wants to solve the mystery, and or at least track down the person that took his brother. And while that is happening, you know, he's he's kind of ignoring his job, but nothing really happens the first night well they break in and then this cop or the second friends. night or the third night yeah right right <laughs> but, but so this cop in the meantime like after the second day on the job i guess because i'm assuming this takes place over five days i didn't count but i'm guessing that's kind of the deal it's pretty close like yeah. right yeah i really thought we like would have gotten some sort of count like night one Right, right. Yeah, like, like it's like, a, time, yeah. a time card. Right, so but anyway, right. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing there were five. But uh, so the cop tells him, he's like, "Hey, you left the place unlocked. You can't be doing this." So those people that broke in, this is the only kind of. I won't say kind of violent, but like this is the only craziness that happens is there's three of them. There's the the girl that babysits, her brother, friend, whoever, and this other random dude. And they all break in and you see the animatronics like in shadows killing them. And, you know, they don't show it. But every kill is done off screen. There's every single one blood splatter on a window, uh, you know, that comes up. And so that cupcake eats that guy's face. Yeah. Yeah. You see kind of the aftermath, which I think was the most violent part was later on. He stumbles upon the bodies and you see the guy's face all gnarly and you're like oh crap but but yeah so these guys die but then like is the daughter cleaning up after them because like i think the da- the daughter oh wait the cop daughter yeah, or she, wait so like, spoilers or if joe mentioned she's the daughter but yeah like she says this place got broken into but she never mentions the dead bodies or anything so i wasn't they sure. never find they, i think i think the animatronics hide the dead bodies Oh, I thought maybe she was cleaning up and putting the dead bodies in that room so that No, I think the animatronics did that. Okay. That's what I that's what I thought. I mean yeah, your theory so is also here, legit. Here's the question. If the animatronics can kill people and then clean up after themselves, what exactly do you need a security guard for? Nothing. <laughs> if if that's Nothing. true, right. Like yeah, I don't really get that part of it either so so now she's like you better keep this place together and he's like let me tell you why i messed up so they go have this touching moment by the creek as he's throwing stones and saying also also what is her shift like <laughs> she's working if she's working overnight which is fine i get it that's what i do but then when she comes to the house it's like it's daytime and she's still in full uniform well, i just thought she off just got off work is yeah. how i took it i guess but that i thought it was weird Joe also like, there's when i get in my car i take the clothes I am, off that uniform is off <laughs> driving also underwear there, that's right and no shirt yeah i don't wear a shirt i, hey, I man. look like i'm wearing a shirt right now in today's world if i was a police officer i'd be taking my uniform off the second <laughs> i clocked out too i, gotta, I like I'm, I i'm not ordering any fast food you know how much spit <laughs> no. you must eat hell no, no. thank hey, you does it look like spit to you yeah yeah but, but she's like. Um, but no, the, I will say there's another scene. Like I was looking at her, uh, her belt, yeah, and I was like, "Well, your stuff is all wrong." Like her, her, her firearm at one point was like in the front of her belt, and I was like, "That's, That's it's on the opposite." Cool, Joe. So she can, you know. But it was also. It, I'm almost positive it was facing the wrong way, <laughs> so she would have had to have like crawled like the. Your well, yeah, taser she, is supposed to be that fire. way. She likes to yeah, do the cool likes, action yeah. thing. Yeah. But I was like, come on. <laughs> it's, it's, at this point, I was like, oh, I don't like this movie. Like, I am doubling down on the, the, the placement of this, her, like... This is you the know, kind of movie that gets you looking <laughs> at the placement of her belt. Yeah, of like the items on her belt. But so she kind of becomes sympathetic. He says the thing about the brother. And she's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And they never like make But you realize that have... she, she realizes that her dad did it, right? Like, she knows in that moment that her dad is the one that killed his brother. Well, that's why I also don't really think you can be that sympathetic to this cop character, if you ever could, because she's 
enabling her father who's a child murderer she if she knows about this stuff she's not a good person what is she doing no, i don't know and the way that the, that the actress plays it is like she's like oh it's okay like i understand and she's she's sympathetic to him but it is kind of like rose Byrne in insidious five where it's like hey <laughs> You just can't. Let You're that, a part of the problem. You can't let that die. No, man. because that's that. Was, <laughs> she is. She is part of the problem. I like this actress, Elizabeth Lail is her yeah, name. Yeah. I like her a lot. I think she gives a good performance for what she's given, just like Josh Hutcherson does. I think she's very charismatic. I I, I like her a lot. But the character, again, like I don't know how much you can be on board with her covering up or at least being aware. She's a cop. Like her dad's a child murderer. She needs to put him in jail or stop this many years or she became a cop to protect her dad which is even worse right that's no matter how you cut this she's aware of what goes on at this place and she's a cop so what are you trying to say with this movie i don't understand the message all cops are bastards that's the message of the movie (laughs) now god damn it (laughs) but anyway i thought it was weird i don't understand it i don't know why you would really like her i mean yeah it's kind of like we talked about last week a little different but it's like just because you do the right thing at the end like i know you want character growth but that doesn't excuse what you've done like that's why i think so okay that's an issue so in freddy versus jason i'll use that as an example you're rooting for jason in that movie but you also have people he's killing bad i mean it's freddy Oh, oh, just you know what I mean? Friday, like, yeah. it's, he, he does kill a bunch of like kids, right? But you know, but he is fighting Freddy at the end, and so I guess, I, I guess, but those you're movies, for it, Jason. but yeah, but if you're rooting for like monster versus monster, that's I think yeah. that's a little bit different. Those are, but those are cartoons. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yes, very much so. I just thought it was funny. I was like, now wait, we are kind of rooting for the mass you know murderer to kill the other mass murderer but i guess that's fair so essentially at this point since all the baby the babysitter girl is gone mike is forced to bring his daughter sorry bring his sister to work which is this is not a safe place and the cop says stay away from here and everything but he has to because he he can't leave her i guess it's better to bring her to creepy creepy place then leave her at home alone so like they don't ever really explain why she couldn't just stay home because she's like six i don't know i mean she seemed pretty like she kind of keeps to herself anyway like the babysitter's there downstairs and she's upstairs coloring like it's not like she required non-stop supervision i would not leave my i would not leave a six-year-old overnight yeah um, I know, but he's bringing her to this crazy like place where people are breaking in and stuff. I don't know. I just hey man, sometimes as a as a single parent, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I get that. Like, oh, a sleepy bag, throw her in a corner. There's nobody else there. It's better than leaving her home alone until yeah. I figure out a better situation. Like, that's yeah, not right. a crazy place no. to land. Yeah. Uh, so we'll just try to wrap this up as fast Please. as we can. The uh, basically the the daughter, all the all the all the daughter, all the sister does is draw and mike finds out that what she's been drawing uh all of these she's drawn these four kids and these kids have similar characteristics to the the animatronics of freddy's and that's where we get the the revelation that the kids souls i guess are inside the animatronics and i believe there's five kids which i there five which i didn't really understand unless one was supposed to be that little one that was broken but when he when he sees the dreams and everything there's five kids oh so initially okay so initially i thought the blonde mm-hmm. kid was gonna be the cop that she was the one that got away mm. and that's why but interesting that's what did but yeah i didn't really ever get the correlation between the five kids four animatronics the fifth anima- the fifth suit ends up being the killer so that isn't it but maybe that baby the little one right that he almost gets oh, his finger yeah, cut little, off in yeah yeah, yeah. might have been maybe one of them at some point Maybe, Maybe one of them is the cupcake. Yeah, that, that, no, you're right. Maybe. Oh, that's true. So, yeah, that's fair. Um, but if you look and, at them in the dream, they also have the characteristics. Like the one has a top hat, a hat on, one right. has ears. one has like a hook. Yeah. For, uh, has like a hook or whatever. one is always yeah. eating a cupcake. There you go. Always eating a cupcake. I heard the is. same story, except instead of a hand, he had a hook for a foot. Oh, that's what? <laughs> it's from meatballs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. That's a good reference. Um, so yeah, so they, they go there and then, you know, they're going to, they're going to try to, I guess, I don't know what they're either way. The, the big reveal is that the, the big bad guy is this giant, uh, yellow bunny rabbit. And we get the reveal that inside the bunny rabbit suit is 
Seth, I always call him Seth MacFarlane. Um, I totally drew a blank on his name. Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard. Oh. Wow, that was rough. <laughs> you, do you uh, think Matthew Lillard is like, I'm the killer again? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Maybe they'll bring me back for the sequel this time? Oh, right. if you're not? Okay. Well, I guess they could. The way this movie I, ends, I guess it's possible. I, I got to think that's him refusing to come back. Oh, sure. He's like, Be- yeah, you get me for one. Oh, you mean Scream? I, yeah, for Scream. Like you know, because it's like they they've brought back everybody. They could easily bring him back. I feel like if he wanted to, he was supposed to come back for three. Yeah, that he and they could, had to they had to rewrite it. Yeah, because of Columbine. Yeah, that's the tough thing with that movie though. Too is that if you did dive deep into the lore, like they've like the writer has gone on record as saying like that was just an Easter egg in the second one or whatever. He's not really alive, and apparently he's officially dead. So like I know they can do whatever, but like a TV fell on his face and shocked him or whatever like he's uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. he'll be back uh so yeah so the the big reveal is that he matthew lillard is the one inside this and he's this child murderer and the only way to get to beat him i guess is to turn the other animatronics on him so the sister runs over and draws a picture of the bunny rabbit killing the kids it puts it on the this giant picture wall and then all of the animatronics realize what has happened so they turn on matthew lillard they i guess they open up his suit and like push the pieces into his body which i thought was kind of a cool little body horror thing where he's got like these i thought like, they metal shoved strips. a cupcake in there and it ate him from the inside or something i don't think so i thought that no? they took like the pieces of the because he's got like these rib or like side like metal pieces that mm-hmm. keep him in place inside the suit and those metal pieces uh like start digging in like cutting into him and i was like okay like mm. at least we're gonna wait until the last oh, 10 minutes of this movie to mr get a little cupcake bit of horror. bites off a part of the suit triggering its internal spring lot mechanisms and fatally wounding him so there it is we were both cool. right <laughs> yes we were both right uh and then of course the the they the, the the animatronics drag matthew lillard off uh and everybody gets out alive oh which is matthew lillard stabs his own daughter in the gut yeah right oh so and she's then, like uh, also, that is a, that was insane. So they <laughs> they get the daughter, they get the cop out of there. The daughter, everybody's back to normal. They're you, you know, but this daughter but wait, is but in a coma did, in you, the hospital. But what you didn't mention was that when right before they turn on Matthew Lillard, they're like. They know they know what you did now. You're telling me right now that these animatronics didn't have any idea what this guy didn't was doing. Didn't know that this guy murdered their bodies. Yeah, like wh- what are like these are the ghosts and these they're ghost kids running around like wh- I just right. I don't really get the the turn at the end it's supposed to be like they know now and they all turn on Now like, they know. <laughs> they're dumb. Know. What? Yeah. But like they you you spend an entire movie with this character, the the daughter/cop. slash Yeah. And at the very end, you leave her in a coma, just laying there. Like there's no resolution to her character whatsoever. Because like, is that them up, saying they're setting up for a sequel, or are they saying that like she's she just got her comeuppance? No, because I don't think so. I, I don't know. I think it's depending on how much money this movie makes. Do they get Josh Hutcherson back? If they don't, do you bring her back? If she oh. won't come back, is she dead? Like I think they're do they uh, do they Devin in. Sawa it from Final Destination two? They're like, look, we can't get them. We're going to kill them off screen. Yeah, I, they're they're yeah. setting it up to like they've got all their little things planted that they can. Yeah, yeah. I look. I I appreciate that this was not this, this. They geared this movie to who they knew would want to go see it. I think it's a bad idea to kind of limit your audience, but I don't want to yuck on anybody's yum. So if they, if people out there enjoyed it, good for you. It's not a good movie. Yeah, no, I think what Tom said in the beginning is 100% accurate. It's if you're a fan of Five Nights at Freddy, this movie has all the stuff you're looking for. If you're not, this movie has nothing you're looking for. There's nothing you're and looking that's, for. <laughs> that's it. It's a movie made for the fans exclusively, and it's going to be, I think, extremely front-loaded. It, this movie just has no reason to keep making huge box offices. I mean, everyone saw it already. Yeah, now they can see it for free. Yeah, now it's on Peacock. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was <laughs> boring. <laughs> I haven't been yeah. that bored of a movie in a while. So. Yeah. Go watch well, Willy's Wonderland. That's the video recovery. Yeah, Willy's Wonderland. Willy's <laughs> Wonder- yeah, d- down into the salt mines, Kevin pulled out Willy's Wonderland. So uh, anyway, I guess uh, I guess that's it for this one. Let's go around the virtual table and everyone can say where to find them.
This is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at JoeyButts, B-U-T-T-S 21, also on Letterboxd at the same. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R. Brackett and subscribe to Circle of Wizards wherever you find podcasts. And this is Tom. You can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. Don't forget our YouTube channel and, of course, our Patreon. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. And until next time, Cat tears up Tim's check. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's gonna ruin the plot. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.